Hey, everybody. Welcome to uh, the next installment of the SDGC Final Fantasy Retrospective, where we talk about the mainline Final Fantasy games um, and look back on why we liked them, didn't like them, everything about them. Today, we are going over what many would call the first true great Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy IV or Final Fantasy II for those that grew up in the 90s and Too lived in America. Um, this is a... I, I, I don't think it's it's controversial to state that this is the first true game that made people fall in love with either the series the genre or stuff in general based about that final fantasy 4 is still looked back as one of the greats in a very long-running series and i am one of the ones that has a lot of love for this uh well, I mean, Final Fantasy IV was the first game in the series with an actual no-bullshit epic story. I yes. mean, with a relatable protagonist who had nuance and character. Because that was and, and that was the yeah. first thing. This was the first Final Fantasy game, and, and at the time, one of the first JRPGs that had clearly defined characters with personalities, motives, a story that revolved around them. It 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 felt it felt epic in its scope and scale. I mean, you were going to the moon, you were traversing this wide open world, and it didn't it it, it led you in a way that looking back it it is pretty rigid, but at the time compared to what came before it, you felt a lot of freedom. You had these wealth of secrets that you could stumble upon. Mm -hmm. Exploration felt rewarding, where you could come up against special bosses, secret caves, optional dungeons, summons. The world kept rewarding you for living in it. And beforehand, that had not really been the case in the genre, and especially not in Final Fantasy. Mm. Uh, yeah. There was some genuine twists. There was, a, there was an antagonist that, that felt very compelling, and you wanted to hate him. Uh, it gave us a lot of tropes that continued to this day. Um, I could keep going on, but I, I feel like I should let someone else interject. Yeah. Real quick. Well, I mean, Final Fantasy four has some of the most memorable characters in the series. I mean, Cecil is an incredibly memorable uh, protagonist, both in terms of his design and his, even though his character arc is kind of over fairly early in the game. Um, you know, just there's something about that whole starting out as the dark Knight, changing into the paladin form, um, you know, his character and it had never been done before. Yeah. Like that was a huge where you it was it was instead of starting off as this shining beacon of good, like most RPGs, you were the bad guy. Yeah. And it yeah. was a it was a ridiculous. We the baddies. Story. Like that yeah. was the whole beginning, the whole first chunk of Final Fantasy Four is like, hey, are we maybe the Nazis in this game? Because right. this isn't great. Like I kind of just killed a little girl's mom, you know? It's like that okay? opening when you're the uh with, it was like the first I want to call it cinematic opening where you had the airships and the you went and you stole the crystal and you're like, huh? That doesn't seem right. Yeah. Then you go burn a town. Then you go burn. Yeah, a you, burn you go home. You see and burn a village to the ground. You go. Well, you go see your girlfriend very briefly, and you're like, baby, it's all working out. And then you see her weird grandpa with a huge red beard. He looks like Hacksaw Jim Duggan. When yes, he did. <laughs> yes, he did. And the best then the you best just did. then you just a dick repeatedly 
until you until he has his his moment of clarity. And I will, in, in, in as much as you can say about Cecil, I feel like the real star in people's love of the game kind. stems from Kane. Mm. Did you say yeah. kind? It's kind. Kane. That's how they it's pronounce Kane. it in in no. in every time it's voice acted now. But but you know what? Every time it's pronounced, it it's wrong. You would think it should be Kane so, because like Kane Abel is how it's spelled yeah, out. But I'm gonna keep saying kind because that's how they Kane. pronounce it. Guys, it, this, I, if we're if we're setting a precedent right now for only using the correct pronunciation of Final Fantasy names. I know that we're going to get to five, but we are referring to that man as butts. If yeah. we're sticking to the rich. This is his canonical name. It's, it's, you don't there's a lot of this era of Final Fantasy characters where there are multiple pronunciations, and we're going to be yeah. stumbling over this. It's fine. Yeah. Like, well, I'll, I'll say this. Um, Kane, as as he should be known, uh, <laughs> is, is, is one of the first Final Fantasy characters that I consider to be uh, just an absolute fascinating character study because it was it was really the first time like he was really i think even more so than leon in final fantasy 2 the first true final fantasy uh, anti-hero that betrayal yeah, uh, hurt because, early in the game i mean kane kane kane's betrayal hurts and he and his unrequited love for rosa which is what kind of and his jealousy of cecil's relationship with rosa which really drives his antagonism uh, throughout the majority of the game, um, watching him struggle against uh, Zemus's control is something that still sticks with me to this day. In fact, I mean, I think one thing that Final Fantasy IV really brought to the series was not just not just major character moments like that, but major character deaths. Like this game, yep. this game is drowning in death. It's a very I mean, dark game. And, and uh, even after the end, when you realize that a lot of it. Uh is is redacted and revoked it's didn't detract from the impact of all of those scenes whether yeah. it's palum or porum or yeah. um oh man yang yang, yang. sacrificed oh, in the tower yeah. or palum and porum was the one that got me that when was they hard petrified themselves to keep the to keep the yeah. walls from coming in dude i felt it i was like oh no no oh, no no like oh but yeah like, i mean like if you look at kind he's he is such a he's like He's the obvious ensemble dark horse of the cast, right? He is the yeah. fan favorite from Final Fantasy IV. There he is can. an incredibly well-written character. You're going to make me laugh my ass off while I'm trying to talk here, John. Um, he is... This is bad-ass character design. I mean, even on just the Super Nintendo little sprites, right? Like, this yes. dude's in some yeah. badass blue dragon armor, the and he leaps into the sky off. and comes down on people with a spear. How cool is that? was so damn cool. Like, he just, he oozed cool. In a, in he a, was a, that a cool anti-hero, yeah. like, on-again, off-again villain rival type character that gets to join the party that's kind of like an, a very arch role for these types of games. But Kine was the first one in Final Fantasy to really work like that, and he's so good at it. Yeah. And he's I really so like that uh, Kane was able to look that cool. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Can we also? I think it also needs to be. It also needs to be pointed out. This was the first game that actually gave the summon monsters personalities and character yes, motivations and actual role in the story. story. Yeah. They um, actually I, spoke and and were you like Odin? Uh, Odin was the king. The actually like the king turns into Odin, and then Leviathan was the king of the summons. And yeah, and uh, it, it was, uh, it was, like the, was his queen, and you had the, you had the summon village, and I just I loved that. I, I loved those characters or those those creatures those those abilities those spells being actually roped into the story and and made a major plot point uh you know with the character of Rydia 
um, which was just, just uh, and of course we we received even more, uh, even more summon monsters that became staples throughout the series. Titan, Leviathan. No, uh, uh, Asura was Asura. This is the only game she appeared in, though. Hmm. No Asura after this. Not not yeah no you're right yeah I was gonna say yeah, not there was in no six, Asura. no not in six. Uh, yeah. uh, Sylph was another one that became ubiquitous throughout the series. Um, just a uh, you know, and I I think the other thing that needs that needs to to be mentioned is that this is the first Final Fantasy. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't remember anything like this from two or three, but the first Final Fantasy that really embraced futuristic technology in a medieval setting. Well, I mean, one the, the one and two both have the the sort of shift towards weird sci-fi things late in the game. You know, both of those games have you seeing like you know bases that feel like abandoned futuristic technology it's that like yeah. very 1970s sci-fi approach four yeah. continues four, to ramp it up yeah yeah four four is like, like lost babel and towards yeah, the, yeah the giant of babel which, which, yeah. which by the way let's just point out first game where you fight a giant fucking robot yeah yeah, yeah. i mean i like up, just a giant robot the, and, the, and the mother that 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 giant sphere boss too yeah the cpu of, yeah. Uh, of the giant yeah. of literally we're yeah. just fighting a giant computer that's all it is. I like the slow but sure, like sort of leap away from Tolkien-esque fantasy yeah. aesthetics, or at least twisting them. Like they yeah. didn't want to abandon it wholesale, so you still have gnomes, and the gnomes live underground. But the gnomes can help you fix a fix a spaceship that goes to the moon. Yeah, they start getting weird. <laughs> However, By the way, I, one thing I want to point out that I think four really brought up and made truly special even though they existed in previous games the crystals and the four elemental fiends yes the, the, the four, four arch fiends are, are are a huge jump up from the first set in the original game like like even the first one the lich when you become a paladin in that moment when you cross back over the bridge and he revives himself and he's the zombie lich yeah, and, and, and Scarmiglione attacks you from yeah, behind. Scarmiglione. So there was Scarmiglione, Rubicante, um, Babichia, uh, and uh, fucking Cognazzo. Yeah. 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 And I love, and they be beyond just, they were impactful into the story. Like when you find out that Cognazzo was uh, impersonating the king of, of, your, of your land. Yeah. yeah. He was the one manipulating everybody. Or the, I love that Rubicante had that, he was noble. I want to say he stereo- was yeah, he was very noble. He was, he was and that, that's one of my favorite tropes in these games is the noble bad guy who heals you and wants to fight you on fair terms. Well, I think one of my favorite moments in the entire game was when uh, was when you found out that uh, Dr. Lugai uh, transformed Edge's parents into monsters and Rubicant find out, found out about it and he was furious. He, yep. He cursed Lugai and uh, and he apologized to Edge before fighting him. He said, "Had I, he was like, had I known about this, I would never would have allowed it to happen." Um, which, unlike in a way, like really made me feel bad about wanting to fight him because I was like, in another time and place, I feel like Rubicon could have been an ally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially um, when what you've gone through with like Kine already, you know. I mean, we yeah. already have. He's like the opposite who... of Kine. He's like the bad guy that. Yeah, Are you guys talking about the fish from Kirby's Dreamland too? When the... you say Kine, Kine, is that what's happening? I think I think, it, I think that might be it because he's not talking about Kane, who is the clear <laughs> character we're talking about. The dragoon. I'm trying uh, to be right. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's interesting that. You guys, when you when you remember Final Fantasy IV, and obviously, you know, I can see why it's the first thing, that it's all narrative. 
It's all character focused. It's all, this is the story that this game tried to tell. And at the exact same time, Final Fantasy IV was a really mechanically interesting game at the exact same time. It was an attempt to take what was done in one with the Warriors of Light, who are whatever sort of class you want them to be, and in three with the job system and say, well, that's great. And we love that malleability of having like these different classes that all the characters are but it's very free of personality and four's solution was say well instead of having characters that can take on whatever role you want what if we had an enormous cast that mm -hmm. all of them filled specific roles where you do have a bard you have the dragoon you have the summoner yep. you have the martial artist and that's something that unfortunately the version of four that the that we grew up with didn't really explore that in a really interesting way because it was uh, dumbed down. Yeah, I was going to say, like, States. when you're a Dark Knight as Cecil, you don't have the ability to even use the Dark yep. Blade ability because yeah. they thought we would be too dumb and kill ourselves with it. Like... <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, eventually they... I, I personally think that the, the definitive version of Final Fantasy IV is Final Fantasy IV Advance. That's yes. the, the sort of best balance of all of the stuff that they added on in later releases. Uh, while is, that still one, having... is that the one with Scorpion Zeramus? Yes. Yeah. yeah. In, okay. in, like, in, the, in the optional like Dark Tower yeah. dungeon that you get at the end. Uh, there is also a 3D remake of Final Fantasy IV that not only makes everything insanely difficult... Yes. Uh, but also tries to add to the story and mm -hmm. add more to a character who we haven't talked a lot about, the Golbez. Golbez, Golbez one of my favorite antagonists in Final Fantasy history, and he's not even the final boss. But when, he is so good. I when think Final Gol Fantasy excels in the antagonists that aren't actually the final boss. Yeah. But when when Golbez first when when Golbez first shows up, anybody playing Final Fantasy IV for the first time thinks. Okay, here's an evil knight in dark armor with a funeral dirge theme. He's going to come. He's going to be like, I'm evil and I want all the crystals. And that's his motivation at first, right? But then, spoiler alert for a fucking, you know, 23-year-old game or however old Final Fantasy 27 is. 27 years, isn't it? 27. That's really depressing. Let's not go there anymore. Um, but <laughs> that's, super, that's super depressing to me. But when you find out that Golbez is your biological brother, the, you are both the son of Kluya, uh, and the grand and the grandchildren of Fusoya, if memory yep. serves me correctly. Yep. Um, when, you find out that, so, yeah. when you find out that Fusoya. Golbez is your brother, it throws everything Fusoya. into a brand new light for me. And Fusoya. 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 And one thing Fusoya. that really has to be pointed out about that, John, is that now it's such an eye-rolling cliche that you are related to the bad guy, but at the time, it wasn't. Nobody it was, was doing that. Dope. It was he was, he was Darth cool Vader deal. all over again. It was yeah. so great. Like yeah, he's anime Darth Vader. His yeah. brother, and it, it was it. Nowadays, looking back, it's like, oh yeah, when isn't that the case that you actually have a magical tie to the bad guys? But back then, it was a mind blowing moment. Yeah, and I and I want to go back to what John said about how we keep talking about the narrative because this is the first RPG that I ever remember where the story overtook the mechanics of the gameplay and you wanted to play you you justified the grind because you needed to see how the next plot point would yeah. play out mm -hmm. it, it it made the grind more bearable for me as a kid because yeah i had to go fight 
hours of random battles to save up enough gold to upgrade my equipment, to learn a new spell, to do whatever. But it was worth it because who knew what was going to happen at the end of that dungeon? Can I you, can, can I also point speaking of dungeons, by the way, Finn? Because if I don't say it now, I'm gonna forget it. Can I can we just all agree that the lunar subterrain is one of the finest final dungeons in the entire series? Oh uh, one of the best. Absolutely. One of the best in RPGs because yeah. it's, final, it, it's one of the few final dungeons in the Final Fantasy series two that isn't needlessly punishing. Like right. there are always these like wonderful, thematically interesting Final Fantasy final dungeons, but they all kind of suck. Like and when then you there's Ultimacia's Castle. Like <laughs> there's all yeah, Ultimacia's Castle. Such a great idea. So yeah. interesting. So miserable to play. Oh, like like the for me the lunar subterrain is right up there with Kefka's Tower. I was gonna say it's of, like the second one for me. While Kefka's Tower, well, and, I and, agree. And the fascinating thing, and people don't realize this. I, I didn't the first time I played it, but there are enemies in there like the mind and the breath enemies that are actually manifestations of Zemus's consciousness throughout that dungeon i didn't realize which, that as a kid but when i realized that later on you're like oh my god yeah, yeah it's yeah it's it, and it's was, crazy and plus that music and uh and the, and and just it's just oh like it is i mean so and the fact that you you fly there on heart. what is probably the best airship in the entire series is just the lunar fantastic. whale oh Yo, it's so good yeah. Do you realize that we haven't talked about the fact that this is the first game ever to have the active time battle system. Oh my it's god! Shit. It's oh, the yeah. original. That's how much AT. there is about four, like in terms of how much of a jump forward it was, restrictive as it could be in some ways. Yeah, yeah first game in the series with the active time battle system, which to my, to to me is still the definitive Final Fantasy battle system because it was used what four all the way up through nine. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's the longest stretch in the it, series of any single battle it system. Define the genre. Yeah. yeah. It define it define the genre for an entire decade. I mean, yeah. that's insane that we didn't even like realize that this was the game that was its originator because there's so much to talk about for. Not and I love the 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 travel mechanics. This game threw different vehicles at you. You had yeah. the hovercraft. You had the regular airship. Then you had airships that had modifications like the drill and the plating so you could go underground. You This was also the first one that had multiple world maps. You had the overworld, the underworld, and outer space. You had the fucking moon. It was, it was absolutely mind-boggling how much content this game packed in, especially because this came out like one and a half years after three on the Famicom. Like, can you just imagine going from that to the other? It was the first time that a next generation system truly felt that it could really help the genre. Mm -hmm. Like Mario World from Mario 3 felt like a natural progression, but comparing Final Fantasy 3 to Final Fantasy 4, it was a, this was a true leap yeah. of the genre. And for people here, anybody outside of japan this was a leap from final fantasy what right yeah. like, that's the other thing like, it felt crazy at the time final fantasy 2 and before that i think before this came out because i got it for christmas back when square enix had a mail-in call catalog that came in games and you had to call the hotline and get it mailed to you god we're so what, what a time uh the <laughs> last rpg i played right before that was dragon quest 4 yeah and and you know i i feel like um to kind of wrap this whole conversation up we should yeah, just we probably should well, well no, no 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 real quick real quick 
I think we should end the conversation as the game ends by a very quick mention of how Zeramus is one of still to this day one of the most epic final bosses in any JRPG ever. I mean, when you've got a final boss like Zeramus, where 